The Rebel Leadership Podcast, a refreshing take on authentic leadership told through real stories. Let's smash the status quo and change how leaders lead once and for all. In this episode of the Leadership Podcast, we're flipping the host mic around. I'm Shannon, host of the new Revelations Podcast. Allison Minutello has some big news to share as a leader herself. She's recently been named president and co-owner of Rebel Interactive Group, hitting the peak of her already meteoric rise since joining Rebel less than three years ago. In this reverse interview, I sit Allison down to talk about her journey within Rebel, what co-ownership of the agency means, and why leadership can't be taught, but can only truly be learned and experienced. Let's dive into our conversation. How has your role changed or evolved to this new current title to what it was before? So before you were president and COO. um, So talk to me about what that ownership and partnership means. It's a really good question because it's it's almost difficult to answer just based on the last role because my role has changed so many times in such a short period of time. So in the past three years, it'll be three years at the end of September that I've been at Rebel, um, which is, it, that in and of itself feels like an absolute whirlwind. But when I first started here and I first met Bryn, that was the first moment where I was like, okay, I need to work with him. I need to work alongside someone who sees the pure potential out of the people at this company. I felt like I was one of those people that it was like, this person finally sees what I'm capable of. And I didn't know that yet, but I knew that there was something there that I was like, I need to work with a person like this at a company like this, right? So that first role was just creating a department around content and social media. And so I was team of one. And I made a huge leap. It was kind of like a, you could call it a career path change, but it wasn't exactly what I was doing before. It was, it was part of my skill set. But what I loved was creating something from scratch, building team, starting with me as one person and just saying like, how far could I take this based on what you dream up, you put in practice, you put on paper, like all of that was really exciting. Like just not being able to see anything but like the next day in head of ahead of you um and then that quickly expanded to a team of about six people that are just still very close with me some of them are still here some of them are not but um that team meant a lot to me because it was the first time i could really visualize my potential here then it of it morphed into overseeing the entire creative team and that was something in my past life wasn't possible for me because i didn't I wasn't born in the creative field. I was born in the agency and business field. So it was always like looked, frowned upon, well, you're not a creative person because you don't have creative in your title. But to me, that was also another indication of Bryn being the right person to work for and with because he didn't care if I went to design school. He saw me as a very creative person, which I know that I am. You are part owner with Bryn. You own Rebel Interactive Group together with him. Um, what is it about him that you saw, um, and why did you 
want to be an owner with him or like what, what, what does that mean for you to be an owner of this company that he built? Yeah. So he started this from his couch (laughs) with his wonderful wife, Jen, who is also a huge part, important part of the business. She's our in-house legal counsel. She runs HR, accounting, finance, all the, all the business operations. Um, and when I, when I first met them, you know when you can tell when you meet people and you're like, you're a good person. Mm-hmm. You can tell right away mm-hmm. that, and I had never really felt that before when meeting the owner of a company. Um, but, but it was like the way they were asking me questions was more about the human side of me than the experience and resume side. Um, and so like that started it, but like, obviously it would be easy for me to say like, I knew right away. Right. But that's not, that's not true. I just knew that that was somebody that I could gravitate towards that would see the potential in me and the way he was describing the role for me. Cause it was a new role that rebel hadn't done before. And he was like, you're the perfect fit for this. I've been waiting for the right person to come along and the things you said and your experience set and your personality and all of the things you've been talking about, your about your personal human side are perfect for this opportunity. Let's see what we can build together. And, and in those conversations, it was, it was like this hell yeah. Right. Let's, let's do this. Let's see. I don't know. You know, can I do that? Okay. Like this person thinks I can, I'm pretty sure I can. Right. But I had never built anything myself. I was always the employee of, of various companies. Mm -hmm. And so working alongside of him, Um, what I appreciated most at the time, and this is early on in my days of knowing Bryn. Now I know him much, much better now. Um, but early on, I saw him as a champion of the people around him and, and he was like a yes person. So if you brought him a thought through idea and you were passionate about it, he wasn't putting people down. He was he was amplifying them and he was saying, yeah, go do that and then report back to me on how it's going. And he kind of like unleashed what I was capable of without actually physically saying those words. Now we say those words a lot, but back then it was just a feeling of like, this person barely knows me, but through the work that I'm doing and the people I'm inspiring around me, he sees it. And he's not only seeing it, he's letting me do my thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that was like this freedom from a business perspective that I had never felt before. And he still does that to this day, but that was when we were like 30 people. Now we're 90 people and we're still trying to do that. It's getting harder yeah, um, with a growing business, but, but we're still trying to live and act that way. And then the other side um, of Bryn that I very much see is the care and attention that he takes with each person and that, he truly sees what makes every person tick and what makes them exceptionally talented. And this masterful memory of all of those details paired with all of the infinite amount of business details that he personally has in his mind and the connections he makes across people and business opportunities and lifelong relationships with clients and just the synergy that goes into all of that is something to be admired and to learn from. Um, so it's it's just, like I said before, it's just truly a dream to be a part owner of something 
at all, but to be a part owner of something that you really, really believe in mm-hmm. alongside really good people is just, it's something I don't take lightly. I have just so much gratitude towards the place that I'm at and the opportunity I've been afforded. It sounds like you, and I, and obviously we didn't go into your background before you came to Rebel, but it sounds to me like your passion is not only finding your sweet spot, but finding other people's sweet spots. And it seems like your passion is, so there's two different words that get thrown around. There's management, being a manager mm-hmm. and having people underneath you and, you know, tracking their work and making sure they're hitting goals and da da da, you know, all these deliverables for your department or what, what have you. And leadership is so much more different and difficult than that. Mm-hmm. So very different. And it sounds like your passion is people, but not in an HR sense. Yeah. It does blur the line with HR for sure. Leadership very much blurs the line. And I never saw it like that. I felt the repercussions of that on the other side when I wasn't in a position of leadership, but I didn't, I didn't fully realize it until I'm in the position I am now with the, with the quote unquote power that you have now, because with that power comes a tremendous amount of responsibility. Um, but to talk to your point about management versus leadership, I can't help it, but I, I lead a lot of the times I lead based on what I have experienced, what I have witnessed, what I have learned from. And it's just, I mean, I think that's a lot of the way that a lot of people's people lead, right? Cause how, you know, you could talk about leadership theoretically, but you haven't lived it. It's, it's disingenuous, you know? Um, to me, I'm just so incredibly myself. Like the way I'm talking to you right now is the way I talk to my husband, my friends, my part, business partner, people around me, my kids, like everybody. I just don't have another voice. So so to talk leadership, quote unquote, um, without having led, without having lived those experiences is really difficult for me to do. So in doing in that context, I used to be managed. I felt what management feels like. And I also had exceptional leaders along my own personal journey. So I saw the difference, but couldn't actually articulate the difference until now you're leading. Um, and there is there's merit to, to being managed and managing of work and managing of deadlines and projects and all that stuff. And there's management in everything piece of leadership job. But when you experience a true leader, some other people call it mentorship, where they're leading you as a person, not you as a job title. There's there's a difference. You feel inspired, motivated, challenged. You feel like they care about you as a person and 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 there's an authenticity there that they truly want you to be you and they don't care about what it means for themselves. Mm-hmm. So you said something about you seem like you care more about the sweet finding the sweet spots of others versus yourself. That is one million percent true. <laughs> one million percent. Yeah. We were just talking to somebody else who just went through an aha moment. Yeah. That is the best stuff. That is when you're like, okay, I'm doing something right. Those are my moments of pause to pat myself on the back because you don't 
get a lot of those moments. Mm -hmm. So what has been accomplished under your leadership? So I can think of one thing, um, the Inc. 5000 list. Rebel has made it two times so far in the past two years, which is a huge accomplishment. And Rebel has jumped up, um, I think it's about four, close to 500 spots over the course of a year. So that's huge. Yep. And not um, only the course of a year, but those were COVID numbers. So, so those were 2020 numbers. Yeah. So we're extremely proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we very much feel what that means, meaning fastest growing companies list during that time. To make that number means you dealt with a lot of growing pains mm-hmm. and a lot of growing excitement. So all the things you read about in terms of growing pains, we lived it. And, and so the number itself and seeing that designation is another one of those pause moments of like, oh, okay, we did it. Like we built something. We built something that's and still building amazing. it. Yeah. And we'll never be done right. building it. Right. But Brynn and I say it all the time, like our Achilles heel. You asked me what my accomplishes accomplishments have been over the past three years Mm -hmm. I think of all the things our greatest accomplishment is a that we are we have found our groove as yin and yang of the right amount of heart mind passion hands activation people we're yin and yang when it comes to running a business we finish each other's sentences give each other the hard conversations. We talk about the good stuff, the bad stuff, the hard stuff, all the in-betweens, and then we go make it happen. And we constantly joke about this, but our Achilles heel is that whenever we've set out to do something, we've done it. And it's, it's honestly living in the, you believe you can do it? Okay, then let's go do it. And sometimes that's to a fault, right? Because like growth is not the the goal for us. The Inc. 5000 was an outcome of mm-hmm. what we're trying to build. Um, but it's not the goal. So like say we come in lower than that or not even on the list next year. That's not a bad thing. Okay. Because growth has never been the goal. So that's really interesting. What is the goal? Well, if you can, if you can give me that secret or just like where, so I guess this kind of goes into my next question of like, what are you hoping to build and launch and accomplish in this new role? Yeah. So it's a great question. So our vision is that we're building a world-class brand and by building a world-class brand centered around the idea of what it means to be a rebel is there's no straight line. There's no like perfect plan to get to point A, to point B, to point C, to point D, all the way to point Z. There is no end goal. What we're trying to do is build this this badass brand that everybody wants to work for and with that has real purpose and meaning. And we're doing so with authenticity, with integrity, having fun along the way, pausing and reflecting being our better self, each day surprising ourselves as a company, as people, basically outdoing ourselves every day. So unlike other places where I have been, like we don't care about the competition. We honestly don't. 
So someone once asked me, like, should we do a competitive analysis? It's like, I really don't give up. Bleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care. Because, like, if we're looking outside, we're not actually looking in. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we're doing so much work on ourselves, both personally and as a company of just, like, constantly. And some sometimes that comes in the form of critique. But constantly just critiquing and reflecting and making things better and um, improving the way that we do business, how efficient we are, how effective we are at communicating um, so that we can set up for that, that insane amount of growth someday or whatever the case may be, but that we're building this brand and a bunch of businesses within that mm-hmm. to have give more meaning to the word rebel. This is kind of relevant to talk with you about this right now because over the past couple of weeks, we've been having a lot of internal conversations about leadership, personal growth, um, and finding that sweet spot for yourself while still getting the little things done. Work as, done. Yeah. <laughs> yes, while still getting the work done that needs to get done. Um, so, you know. We've heard answers from a lot of people in the company over the past couple of weeks and you've interviewed people and we've had people talking on town halls about it. So I kind of want to hear your answer is what advice do you give to other rebels or other people in general that like have big ideas and want to solve problems or see opportunities, but they're not sure how to get there or where to start? Um, like just that imagination of like what that next thing is or what could be, but it sounds ridiculous. So maybe I should just not like everyone has their story here about that, but you are like one of those people that is like living it and we can see it now. Um, so maybe it, maybe advice is a bad word, but just like, yeah, perspective on it. Yeah. So I think it's really, I think this might even be a Jeff Bezos quote, Mm -hmm. but it's really, really easy to have ideas. It's extremely difficult to see those things through. Mm -hmm. And I'm a seer throuer. So you, you pair that with being unafraid of being in the spotlight and putting yourself out there and being your authentic self. If I weren't my authentic self, I never would have had the courage to say what was on my mind and to like bring it up to the right person. And that case was Bryn, right? Or very early on, I remember those initial weeks, first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you pair that with like a true sense of getting shit done, mm-hmm. then sky's the limit, right? Because if you can see through your ideas and break down things that like, okay, I want to build, I'll take the first job I had. I want to build this team from scratch. Some people see that as a mountain. I see that as a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I'm just unafraid of taking the first step. And there were fails along the way. A hundred of them, right? I'm not pretending like the past three years hasn't been hard or perfect. Mm -hmm. It's that those are the moments I can replay in my mind of like, okay, learn from that. That to me is check experience. Right. So it's like if you're unafraid of failing, and I know this sounds like leadership book, like pick it up. Right. Yeah. It, but, but it is so true. There's a reason why everybody writes about these topics. So if you can kind of open your mind up to like having the courage to stand up for an idea that you believe in, having the conviction to say it, to formulate the thought, really think through it. Don't just, in terms of advice, 
Don't just blurt out something that you never intend to see through. That's frustrating Mm -hmm. to hear about. Mm -hmm. No leader wants to hear that. Because then it's like, well, so are you saying this to me to expect me to put this on my plate? Or are you saying this because you really have the conviction to see this idea through? Because Mm -hmm. I'll take that every single day of the week. And then you'll hear a lot of yeses here. So that was what started happening with Bryn. I would give him an idea to give him a blueprint. Like, this is this is what I want to do, and this is exactly how I'm going to do it. Are you aligned with this? And he would be like, yeah, hell yeah, go for it. So then I would go for it and keep him in check, like aligned with me along the way, keep checking in, keep talking about my progress, and then more opportunities would arise. And more would arise, and I would say, yes, yeah, give that to me. Yeah, give that to me. Actually, I saw this other thing you were dealing with. I think this thing could solve it. And you just keep keep going, keep trying, keep talking about it um, and see things through, then everybody would be amazed at what they could accomplish. What, what people I, don't, I think don't see is that there are setbacks along the way. And sometimes in those setbacks, they take that as, I give up. And if you really, really want to be a leader, you cannot give up. Mm-hmm. There's no one else to take this from you. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. When you're the owner of a company or part owner of a company, you can't just throw your hands up and say, I quit. I'm going someplace else. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So you have no other choice but to believe in what you're doing, learn from the setbacks, and keep going keep the drive going keep the ideas flowing keep the positivity and radiance about you be yourself and and charge towards that end goal